Hello everybody, it's Melissa. Welcome back to another episode. And uh, guess what? I am back in the closet, Um, which is something I never thought I'd say, but I'm not talking about the gay closet. I'm definitely still out of that closet, but I'm sitting back in my closet to record um, because you know what? Even though my closet and my new home is small. It's just a, like a little closet with the slidey doors on the front, you know, that kind. Um, I feel most comfortable recording and I feel like the sound quality is better uh, in a small space. I have a hard time just sitting in the middle of a big echoey room getting my thoughts out. Maybe I feel like a little more safe and secure in my in my little spot my little nest in my closet so I haven't listened I kept saying like I need to go listen to those last several episodes I recorded when I've been kind of in weird locations like my new bedroom or the Airbnb or whatever um but I just can't bring myself to go back and listen to myself talk so um I haven't so I don't know if the auto if the audio quality will be better on this now that I'm in my closet or not but either way I feel better in my closet so here I am talking to you guys today about intrusive thoughts and kind of being a catastrophic thinker on top of it now this is a thing that I've done and that has happened to me my whole life and I'm not sure if it's related to neurodivergence or what but I chronically think of what's coming And I guess when my brain tries to think about what's coming, what's going to happen, or what could happen in any given situation, it tends to go to the worst case scenario. Um, So yeah, I guess you could say I catastrophize a lot. I, I think a lot about the things that could go wrong. And... Not to say that I can never have a positive outlook or be optimistic because I am also very much that way. I am an optimist big time when it comes to certain things, Um, especially when it comes down to people. And I think this sort of relates back to my episode about kind of... uh, trusting people too easily and getting taken advantage of sometimes because when it comes to people I tend to be an optimist like with their intentions and stuff I'm like oh everything will work out fine this person is great like those sorts of situations I don't know why my catastrophic thinking doesn't kick in there because sometimes it might be helpful but no it just kicks in in unnecessary times really where I I don't need it and it just ends up freaking me out and and making me really um a really nervous person all the time to be honest I mean this is a great source of a lot of my anxiety is stuff that hasn't even happened and probably won't even happen and probably isn't likely to happen 
um, you know, all of the stuff that's not even real is the stuff that's stressing me out sometimes the very most. So that's fun. Um, so one of the things that I catastrophize about a lot is traveling, mostly automobile travel though, like mostly I have a huge fear of being in a car accident. So, and I don't know if, so this is like a, like a what came first, the chicken or the egg situation, because I don't know if my fear of being in a car accident is causing me to have the catastrophic thoughts about riding in the car, or if my catastrophic thoughts about riding in the car cause me to be afraid of having a car accident. You know what I mean? Like, is the fact that every time I get into the car and I envision myself potentially getting into a fiery, horrible car accident, the reason that I'm afraid of the car or vice versa. You know what I mean? Um, so it's kind of a weird thing to be afraid of, right? I don't know where this fear came from. Uh, it, I do kind of know where this fear came from, actually, um, but I don't want to go into that part. But uh, the fact that I'm afraid of myself or someone I love. It's not just me. I always worry about my daughter, my son. If Gray goes to the store and they're back, they're not back up by the time that I thought they should be back from the store, I'm automatically like, oh my god, this is it. They died. They probably died. I'm probably, a police officer is probably going to knock on my door in five minutes and be like, ma'am, Gray got into a horrible car accident and is dead. You know, like, my brain just goes to the worst case scenario. So it's not just to do with automobiles. That's just where it shows up a lot in my life. Anytime my daughter like goes out of town with her dad um, and stepmom, they go out of town a lot because her stepmom's family lives a few hours away. So they'll go up there for like holidays and, you know, all that stuff. And I'm just a wreck. I'm a wreck. I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh what if something happens? Like, what if, what if there's a drunk driver? What if someone falls asleep while they're driving? What if someone's texting and driving and not paying attention? What if there's a horrible accident? Like I, my mind just goes there and it spins out. I'm, I have a very, very detailed and active imagination. So the stories that I tell myself and the things that I worry about are very vivid in my own mind. It's almost like it's happening to me when I really sit and think about these things. Um, so, you know, I think a lot about scary, horrible things. Um, and the thoughts just come in. It's not like I mean to do it. Um, it just, it happens. This is one reason why I stopped watching the news. Um, one of many reasons why I stopped watching the news, but uh, I felt like the news was just giving me more ideas of stuff that could potentially go wrong, stuff that I needed to worry about. You know, there's a lot of shootings. There's a lot of uh, horrible things happening. 
Funny enough, though, I still love true crime. I listen to true crime podcasts all the time. Um, that sort of stuff, I think it's because getting murdered seems far-fetched. Like, that doesn't happen to very many people. I'm knocking on wood right now because I'm superstitious and I feel like talking about getting murdered and how it's not likely is going to make it somehow more likely that I will get murdered. I knocked on wood, so it's fine. Um, but maybe that has something to do with it where I'm like, okay. But I am, since I've been listening to true crime, I am a lot more cautious uh, out in the world, I gotta say. Uh, just when by myself or in situations where things could be sketchy, I am really on high alert and I really don't... Uh, interact in a way that I probably would have had I not had the the true criminess uh in my ear so much the past few years here so um but anyway my catastrophizing it's a problem intrusive thoughts come along with the catastrophizing but also intrusive thoughts are sometimes just weird thoughts sometimes they go along with the worry where it's like well what if this happens oh well what if that and it just pops in right but then there are other kinds of intrusive thoughts that are just ridiculous that are like what if you drove off the road right now what if you fell off of this thing right now like if I'm on a lat like what if what if you go up this ladder and it just breaks and you fall what if you accidentally jump off? That's a thing where it's like, I'm sometimes really afraid that I'm accidentally going to do something that I would never do, right? Something I, I would never jump off a ladder. But I swear there's been times when I've climbed a ladder. By the way, I hate ladders, but sometimes you have to climb them. Um, where I'm climbing up and I'm like, oh my God, what if I jump off? <laughs> well, why would I do that? I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. But would I? I don't know. In that moment, I'm like, would I jump off? I don't know. Uh, we stayed in a hotel recently that had a window that opened, which was weird because I was like, usually hotels with more than like a couple stories, like you can't open the window, but the window opened enough to where you could go out of it. And I was so freaked out about that. I was like, what if I jump out the window? Like it opens, I could. What if I did? I would never. I would never jump out of a window. Really, I wouldn't. I hate heights. I don't like the feeling of falling. Um, when I hear about someone taking their own life by jumping off of something like a bridge or a building, sorry, trigger warning there. Um, I'm like, why would you do it like that? You want, you would want your last moments to be of that. No, thank you. Um, like, no, 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 no. So, the intrusive thoughts are weird, right? Does this happen to anyone else? I'm sure it does. I'm not the only one because I've definitely seen other people posting about this. Is it, an, is it an autistic thing or a neurodivergent thing? I don't know. I don't know if um, my brain's tendency to try and think ahead and try and map out every possible outcome of every scenario coupled with me having um, anxiety and PTSD 
uh, if that combo of things <laughs> is what causes me to be this way. Um, but it's hard. It does make life hard sometimes because uh, it gets in the way of me being able to enjoy certain situations or even to have certain experiences because I will just think about the worst thing that could happen and then I'll refuse to do the thing that, you know, maybe I should have or could have done or participated in, uh, but my brain is like, nope, this isn't safe, this thing could happen, it's very unlikely, but it could, and, um then I'll be like, eh, I'll just, you know, sit this out. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting topic. I would be interested to hear, um, how this shows up in your life, listener, if it does. Um, and even as a kid, this happened to me. So I feel like as an adult, it's gotten worse, but also, it's weird because when I was a teenager and young adult, like in my 20s, my early 20s, early to mid 20s in particular, like there was pretty much a whole decade of my life where I didn't consider the consequences of anything. And I definitely wasn't catastrophizing. If if anything else, I was at the other extreme where I was living very recklessly and not considering what could go wrong, even when I very much should have been considering what could go wrong. And I look back at that decade or so of my life and I wonder how I survived. And I'm lucky I survived with some of the situations that I put myself into uh, that were not safe and things could have gone terribly wrong. But also, I should be able to look at that and and feel better about the fact that, hey, like, when I was living recklessly and not even thinking about any of this stuff that could go wrong, everything was fine. I was okay. So now that I'm being more conscientious with my life... <laughs> and my decisions, and whatever, maybe overly conscientious, um, you know, you'd think that that would mean things are gonna be okay now, you know, if I'm, if I'm living my life like a person who is more responsible, uh, I shouldn't have to worry so much, right? But I think as a kid, this showed up for me because probably I was in a lot of tumultuous situations where I had um, no control over what was happening or what was coming or what the outcome was going to be. And as an older adult now in my 30s and 40s, I think that I have been a bit traumatized by um, the unpredictability of life, by things happening unexpectedly that that really kind of just can be devastating or upsetting or um, uh, affect your life in some sort of negative fashion. That's actually uh, what the bonus episode is about this week. 
Um, if you're a Patreon and you subscribe over there, you're able to listen to the bonus episode that I just did about something very unexpected that happened in my life. And that's been a very, uh, upsetting ordeal for me this week. But I think as you get older, you sort of see these patterns develop where it's like things can be going great and then something unexpectedly terrible happens and you have no control over it. You can't fix it. You can't take it back. You can't like, you can't undo it. You can't unravel it. You can't push rewind. And it almost feels like as I'm walking through life, it's like when you're walking through a haunted house. If any of you have ever gone through one of those haunted houses at Halloween time that you walk through, I don't like them now as an adult. During the decade when I didn't care about anything, I totally liked those haunted houses. And even as a kid, uh, we would go every year to this one um, that would go in our town, that would get set up in our town. And I, I enjoyed it as a kid. It was fine. Now that I'm older, I don't like things jumping out and scaring me but um it's like that maybe because that is what life feels like to me now is like this is this is where I'm headed with this metaphor it's like you're walking through one of those haunted houses it feels like you're just walking along but you know something is going to pop out and scare you Like something is waiting to pop out from around that corner and be like, "Ah," and you'll be like, "Ah." and that's scary. It's scary that life is like that. And I think I'm very hyper aware of that, that anything could change at any moment. And maybe me imagining the worst case scenario is kind of a protective mechanism in a way of me trying to be able to predict, you know, so that way, if that horrible thing did happen, maybe I feel like it wouldn't be such a surprise, at least the shock and surprise would be taken out of it because I would be like, oh, well, I thought that might happen, even if it's something catastrophic and horrible, you know, um, you know, that, that could be a big part of it. You know, now that I say that out loud, that makes a lot of sense. So anyway, a very uplifting episode for you all today about my horrible spiraling dark mind that just goes to the worst places. Um, And I don't know if anyone would know this about me if they just met me and knew me on a casual, like I don't seem like a morbid uh catastrophically thinking person. I feel like I come across as a fairly calm and positive individual, but if if only people knew what was going on inside this head of mine half of the time, it's very much a mismatch. You know, it's like the last episode I recorded where I was talking about different different masks for different situations and stuff like that it's like these masks that we all wear that put this persona out to the world that's like oh yeah I'm totally calm when inside my head it's like a raging horror movie of catastrophic catastrophic potential events and yeah oh god the human brain is just an amazing organ, isn't it? (laughs) 
amazing in good and bad ways, I suppose. So anyway, that's all I have to say for today. I'm going to get out of my closet now and go emerge into the world. I have my, uh, I have an exam for chemistry today and, uh, it's our final like regular exam. And then we have our final, final exam next week. And then I get a break for a whole semester. So, uh, pretty happy about that. Uh, I could use a break. This semester has been a lot with having school and moving on top of that. It's just been tremendously busy and stressful. So anyway, that's that. I'm going to get going. But uh, if you want more content, if you want access to the bonus episodes twice a month, those are on the Patreon. Patreon link is in the show notes. And uh, we also have a cool little Discord community going for the Patreon subscribers. And uh, it's real cool over there. It's a real fun little spot to hang out and talk to other autistic and neurodivergent folks about all of the things. And uh, if you want to follow on IG, I'll also put the Instagram handle in the show notes and as well as my email. And uh, I appreciate you guys and I hope you're all having a great day or evening or morning or night, wherever you're at. And I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye!